welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And here we are again, and another must-see horror, but this time we are looking at Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Yeah, we've gone for a big hitter, <laughs> one of the big hitters, you know. Uh, so, And this is the first time viewing for me. And I'm, I'm, I, th- yeah. I thought you'd watched it before. No, this is a first time viewing. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said you thought it was. <laughs> thought it was dog, <laughs> dog, dog, dog shit. Dog shit. Or were you no. just thinking of the wrong film? No, it was. It was a. F- I'd heard Tweet. about it. Oh, you thought it looked dog shit. I thought it looked dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, and I know that's kind of sacrilege <laughs> because it is Alfred Hitchcock, and it's a film that lots of people rave about. But my, I, my, my basic idea was. And I, I will be lambasted for this, and I'm completely fine with it. Is that the film sounds shit? You know? <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. that, that was basically the idea about a second ago when you said you said it looked shit. Basically, but I was like, the idea, and it was like, oh, so birds take, you know, birds taking over. And I was like, oh. I was like, I could take a bird easy. Like, there was a dude in... Yeah, I know, we're going to get bad reviews but for saying it. But there was a dude in, like... Uh, in one of the in a coastal town in the UK, and like a, a seagull came and stole his ship, and he strangled it and killed it. Right, and he did it with one hand, and it was massive. It, like people were kicking off online about it, and I was like, okay. And then the thing that actually changed me, and yeah, this is like a weird thing, is when we when we picked the film. So I I threw the dart and I picked Death Race. And you threw the dart and picked the birds. Yeah. Um, and we spoke after, and I said, I think it sounds shit. Like, it's <laughs> something I've, I've heard about, but I've kind of not wanted to watch. And yeah. then you were like, yeah, but imagine, like, a whole bunch of them. And I was kind of like, mm, that might actually be a bit of a different task. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was mistaking it for Alfred Hitchcock's The Bird, where it was just <laughs> one bird. Um <laughs> But I'm actually. I'm it's, glad, not like yeah. Edda, it's not like Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, where it's yeah. just one single. Like, yeah, we're not fighting them in one on one combat. I do know. I do know that story. I know that story is not about him fighting a raven. <laughs> I know it's about the uh, the inner mind and yes. the conscious. But I still meant like it's not that. It's not just like one raven. <laughs> one bad versus one. I mean, bird. if you've got if you've gone down to anywhere beachside when it's like in the middle of it and you walk around with a bag of chips, you know the threat that's coming at you. Them seagulls looking down upon you like. I will kill you. <laughs> well, yeah, but I've never felt threatened because they want the chips. Now they want me. They want my sweet body. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking differently. And I, I will admit, I'm, I am glad that this film came up and I was able to challenge and, uh, yeah, challenge and beat away... Your prejudice. And beat away my prejudice <laughs> and the, the me, the version of me who didn't like the sound of this film because after watching it, there's some really creepy moments in there. I still don't think it's a a, a perfect film, and we will go into it, um, which is a great setup for saying, please remember to subscribe um, and to leave us a lovely review after I've just taken the <laughs> slaughtered the sacrificial lamb. So I know it's a great place to plug it. I mean, in my head, to be fair, all I can think is literally, so there are, what... Seven seven point eight billion people on our planet. Yeah. Well, to put it into perspective, if the birds decided that they wanted our tasty flesh, there's four hundred and fifty. There's up to possibly four hundred and fifty billion birds on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> they outnumber us like insanely. Yeah. They, they would be eating your flesh before you knew. It. So everyone. You would person watch as they pecked your off. penis away. Yeah. Every one person <laughs> would have to take up maybe. 70 birds or something like that. And it all Maybe depends much. on the birds. I mean, like, I feel like the seagulls have got a good fight in them. That pigeon ain't going to know pigeon, what he's doing. The pigeon, pigeon, the pigeon's fucked, man. Pigeon ain't knowing what he's doing. I'm just crushing its skull. I'm just imagining a woodpecker literally <laughs> drilling into your <laughs> brain, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Woody the woodpecker. <laughs> Woody the woodpecker yeah. comes out of the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> Try and say that then. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just jumping straight into it, like, I'm, I've, I'm, kind of familiar with Hitchcock's work. I've seen I've seen Psycho and I think Psycho's fucking classic. Yeah. Rear Window, um, I thought was fucking class. Love Rear Window. But for some reason this film just put me off. I think because of the concept. I think yeah, I get the you know? the, the concept is it's a, it is based on um a, a, a store an actual book, a novel, yeah. a short novel. 
Um, and it is also, ba- I believe there is also a, like a, something that happened in the the, the, the the early 60s that actually happened about a, yeah. a seaside town where they were basically like the birds just seem, seemed to go off and flip the switch. Kind just of went ragged for a day. And that is kind of, I, I, I will agree, like the strong part, as you'd expect of this film, but I do think even if you come into this film not believing the whole birds and the idea of it being a thing. I think the master for um, what why Hitchcock is masterful. There are several reasons. One is he's known as the master of suspense. Yeah, and he's also he does what a lot of films like this. And if anyone else who tried to make this film would get straight into the birds. You know what I mean? They'd go straight for it. There wouldn't be much build-up or tension. There wouldn't be much to building a character or stuff like that. What he does is he slowly build and slowly teases the idea that something's wrong here. Like, it doesn't happen quickly. Like, you slowly get little teases throughout the film that then starts to really build and it starts to feel like a real threat. At first, it feels like something you just, oh, yeah, it's just a little nick on the head. And then it's a little bit more, and, oh, wait, they really seem to be surrounding this. And then suddenly it starts to really build. That's kind of what he does. He made something that probably shouldn't be that scary into something that I think legitimately can be scary now i don't think that this is his you know like you said rear window psycho or vertigo probably some of the highest that he's the magnum opus um you know vertigo i think was voted the best greatest film ever like several times in a row has been considered the best ever um and it's a great film um this is definitely not his strongest film uh it's uneven at parts um, I my to talk about my relationship with it. I watched this when I was way young, yeah. a lot younger. So I really loved this film, but I actually completely forgot about a lot of this film, and I definitely forgot about the earlier parts of the film. Um, I think that bit just passed me by. I don't know what I was doing. A teenage boy not paying full attention to a film. I have no idea yeah. what he would have been doing. You were too but... invested in the, in, the, in the actual, you know, the daytime TV drama angle but, the um, birds. But I, I, I love this. And I love I loved this film so much, in fact, when I had to write a script for uh, my film studies in, uh, this is college, not university, yeah. Um, my two options were adapting a book that I really loved um, or trying to write a remake of the book okay. um, to which my the college, the, whatever, college professor or lecturer tutor, or whatever she was, lecturer, tutor, yeah. whatever you call her, basically turned and went, you can't remake the birds like that sacrilege <laughs> so it basically implied that she would fail me if I even tried what, so I was what, like, what, okay, what I won't. Would this have been? Hmm? What year would this have been? 2010? 2009, 2010, something like that. Because, yeah. I mean, the, a remake of The Birds was in the works around 2007, 2008. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you should have said, yeah, I'm writing this. I'm writing it so I can... have these people attached. I, they will... Uh... <laughs> They will, they will make my film if I do. Yeah, this. they make my film. You can be a producer on this film if I get any of government. But yeah, I just, I remember thinking that there was something, I could, and I remember thinking that there's the way that this film ends, that there could have been actually, I think, but that's why, that's why it would have been a terrible choice because I probably would have reduced the early part of the film and yeah. I would have extended the end of the film when they're going away. Because uh, I thought there was more to tell once they actually got back to San Francisco, kind of thing, as a bigger thing. So I'd turn it into a big blockbuster film when I was that young. I now understand the nuance of these films that that is why it would have failed, and that's probably what a lot of remake people would have done. Is let's increase the action and the birds and the yeah. That, and I I do think that that's where this would fully go into a B movie if you really started to push that kind of angle. I mean, yeah. this is the film that inspired like Jaws. For its level of suspense, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. The, the, there's a because it's not about it's not necessarily even though <laughs> the jaws. The jaws. I'm <laughs> just thinking of it instead of its name, just calling it jaws. Mr. Jaws. <laughs> because of the jaws. But again, the reason that the film works is because it's not specifically about them. It's about the characters and the way that it affects them. This is the same with the birds. It's about the way the characters are affected by the birds, not necessarily about. The onslaught and defeating the birds. No. The, there's no one that runs out of a machine gun and starts firing <laughs> into the sky. You know, you know, and and 100, you would have like if you did it in modern day, they would probably have something where you start to show scenes of like the army pulling up and blasting Blast the sky, the birds, or like yeah. or like things like that, or you know, instead of or some people hanging on a roof with a, a bird net, yeah, <laughs> to try to catch someone. Them. As it pulls them off of the roof. Um, I, I, I do, I will admit, I, I do think that the beginning, or the first maybe 
half of the film is a bit too daytime TV drama for me. <laughs> I know you've said about how no, it was I, 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 I agree that the opening is different. I remember, and I don't think it, it's a logically like I feel like. One thing that Hitchcock was great for, and also kind of bad for, was the fact that he did push the role of women in films, their roles, yeah. and he gave them more like fleshed out roles to be part of, while at the same time I believe he was basically like fondling himself with yeah, blonde women that yeah. he loved. Um, if we have Tarantino with feet, Hitchcock was that for blonde women basically yeah. in films. Uh, I think I even messaged you the other day while you were watching it, while you <laughs> while you were intoxicated, I believe, watching <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> um, that he 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 direct, It's amazing he did all of these shots while directing with only one hand, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I think you were high enough that you didn't even get that joke. No, I, didn't. I said, "Was he wanking?" And you were like, "Yes, <laughs> that's the joke." Oh, yeah, um, but the um, <laughs> but yeah, so he has that. Um, but with it, the start of this film, uh, there's something about the fact that I think he tries to create someone who seems like an independent woman, a woman who can be more playful and fun, yeah. and he tries to build that in. The only problem is, the more you think about the way that uh, the way that she ends up, is it Lydia? I think it's Lydia, or uh, I might Melody? be mixing up the name. Melanie. Melanie. Uh, Lydia's the mum. Lydia's, Lydia's the. Mom. the the uh, the crow man, yeah, <laughs> the old crow. crow. Um, yeah, um, <clears throat> Melanie. Uh, the way that she ends up at the island. Um, so you have uh, the man. You've got the names in front of you. What's the man's name? The man's name is the man, uh, Mitch Brenner. I was gonna say. I knew it was a proper. It was a proper like fifties. Yeah. Like it, it was a like a man's man's name. Man's Mitch. Mitch. Mitch the man. Um, Mitch comes in and basically sees that like he's a he's a lawyer and he sees that she he notices her and tries to kind of have a playful like oh I'm going to play a joke on you because she for whatever we don't don't never really find out why but basically she was taken into court because she a joke or a prank that went wrong yeah so we know she's a jokey playful independent woman who likes to get a one up on man and stuff like that. it it for the time though it kind of feels like the ultimate basically like you're trying to make a woman who's like this woman this woman is better than a man like she plays a man she likes to mess around with guys and stuff like that and it, because of this whole prank thing it it feels a, it just felt a bit odd oh it feels really weird it feels really like out of place like the opening you're kind of like you do start to feel a little bit like, what am I watching here? Like, I get the playfulness, about, and I like the representation of the woman being, like, that central role and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just think that we've seen, like, in Psycho with Marion Crane and stuff like that, we get her for 40 minutes of the film before there's actually really any horror, but there is suspense. But she seems like an independent woman who's strong, who's self-reliant, yeah. without seeming overly goofy. Which is the way she, Melanie, comes well, across here. The, but the weird <laughs> thing is with Psycho, sorry to get in here. Yeah, go. But I think it's important because with Psycho, it sets up that she's, like, ripped off this money. Yeah. She's on the run. So, like, oh, this is why somebody would be trying to find her. This is why people care that she goes missing. Whereas, like, for this film, it's just kind of like, it's daytime TV drama. It's like, oh, I'm going to play a prank on you. And then yeah. this woman is, for some reason, like, well, actually, I'm going to drive... Uh, however many miles, like, because it's not, I don't think it's a cross state, but I'm going to drive like a few hours, find your home, and play a prank yeah. on you. Oh, you caught me, <laughs> and now, like, I've been invited for dinner and we're like flirting, but your mum doesn't like any woman having you, but your <laughs> little sister likes me. Will yeah. they, won't they? Like, yeah. I can imagine like housewives watching this. It does, and it, it, it is odd because I do think once the bird starts happening, the character. Once she gets affected by noticing these changes with the birds, she does feel like she turns into a more serious character. Yeah. And and, and therefore, she's actually more interesting once the birds appear and actually she starts being affected by the threat around her. Whereas in that opening, it just all comes off a bit good. I know like when I read part of the, just reading how it was described online, because I was a little bit like, what was the intention here? And online it says that she was... Um, basically trying to, she goes to give him the birds to apologise for the way she acted and things like that. When actually, no, she's it feels like she's trying to play another prank. Well, yeah, she is. Because she doesn't want him to see and she wants to just pop up and appear, which, you know, 
yeah. in America, I, I think if she showed it, if she shows up in their background, <laughs> if she shows up suddenly in someone's house holding some birds, I think she's gonna yeah, she's gonna get shot. She's gonna get shot at the back. <laughs> she's literally like this woman was trespassing on my land. Yeah, so, so I shot her in the face. But but yeah. That whole opening just felt it. It feels like Alfred Hitchcock is going very um, to to talk about other films of the time. He's going very playful, very Breakfast at Tiffany's or that kind of thing. Where yeah, it's a bit more of a comedy. Like, yeah. It feels like he's trying to do that. The problem was, I get that kind of makes the maybe oh endearing back and forth, and you get this quite a lot in that kind of era of film and stuff like that. You get a you know it was a different time for film. It was almost a time when sometimes I always used to think like this is what they thought acting was kind of really over-ramping, yeah. kind of really playing, over-playing roles and stuff like that. When they started yeah. to realise that actually, you know, people kind of wanted more of a human element and that can be yeah. lost when you get this kind of goofiness kind of back and forth. Like, um, So, yeah, that's one bit I do think, and it, it therefore makes it a little bit, once you get to the island, it makes it a little bit slow when you're starting to learn these characters, but it all feels a little bit, it's almost her character, I think, that makes all of this feel out of place. Because she's there and it just feels a bit like, I get it's a different time, but at the same time, she's just followed you this far. Like, she's feeling more like a stalker at yeah. this point. And she feels like, and you're so welcoming to have her around. And, um, you know, the goofiness of that kind of part of the storyline yeah. makes the way that everyone else acts on the island start to feel a bit off. Like, why did you just accept her so easily? Yeah. Why have you done this? I think for me, totally, it kind of... The first act throws yeah. off. It throws off. Follows and... <laughs> what starts to build in the second act. Yeah, it holds off. To be honest, I feel it holds the film back. Like for yeah. me, um, just because it it the, we could once it starts going, like once she leaves, once she leaves, she's dropped the birds off, like the little lovebirds in the cage, and once she <coughs> heads back to the island, uh, heads back to the mainland. Then she gets hit by a girl, um, and you're kind of like, "Ooh, okay." Yeah. And then it take it starts to build there, but but that, that's like forty five minutes, fifty minutes into it, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. That's what I mean. So that's that's the one. It is the one thing I think, like you said, that holds this film back, and it's also that because that bit's a bit off. I I do think literally from the second the girl takes her head, it becomes a better film, and that's not. But that's not because the birds start reacting. It's because I feel like everyone starts making much more realistic, serious decisions and choices. Until then, it kind of felt a bit like a... Uh, just like it was trying to just be a too much of a playful kind of film. Like a rom-com. Yeah, it, it yeah. felt like that, which I just don't think totally worked with the rest of the film. No. Um, and so to start to go away from that part, because I feel like we don't need to talk too much about it, because that's basically all it is. It's basically just the family getting to know each other. And I 100% believe that a 40, 50-minute build-up for a film to build to what to build the characters is the right thing that should be done. And I think it makes for a better film. Yeah. And I still think it does in some ways make this a better film than what we would have got if it was just straight into the birds and the problems. Yeah. I think it makes it better in that way because we do know characters and we know people around the community and the children. and So we kind of know a bit more about how the, the village and the community works yeah. from that opening 50 minutes. But I do think that this would be a really, really strong film if that opening had just been taken a bit more seriously and a bit less of a rom-com-y kind of thing. I, my counterpoint <clears throat> to that would be, like, you, I think you could spend that 40, 50 minutes doing character-driven stuff. Yeah. But I think you need, especially in a horror film, you need some foreshadowing and you need some elements of stuff. You know, like yeah. there was there was the opening scene, I thought, oh, we're going to get loads of this because it opens up and there's a big flock of birds in like the middle of the street yeah, or something yeah. like that. And I was thinking like, oh, are we going to like start slowly getting that stuff throughout it but it's not until that first girl attacks her okay. that we, we have it. a few sh we have a few shots that show like a build-up of them oh, you see yeah, them flying around not, but it's not a lot there's not it. a lot within that <clears throat> and it's like it's very few and far between it's only once we get the first girl attack then we start getting stuff like um annie saying her like the school teacher saying that her chickens have like stopped eating yeah, yeah, and like the girl hits into the door and kills itself. Yeah, that kind of stuff. 
That's what I mean. You know? Once we do get, like, I do agree that yeah, there could there could have been a little bit more of that build up. In yeah, that just kind peppered of, for just that. to kind of that. And again, it, uh, that's kind of what makes that opening first act feel quite in contrast to the following bit. Yeah. Once we do start getting it, that's what I like is that we do, but it, it does, I guess, feel a bit odd that you've almost got the fact that now once you get past that bit. You then get start to get what you feel like is a kind of a slow build towards bigger scenes. Exactly. So it's not until about midway through the film that we're now getting the build up towards the big kind of real attack of the third act yeah. kind of thing. Um, which isn't that it doesn't work. It's just I just don't love the the way that the first act is approached. I think I would say it doesn't work for me, but this is the first time I've watched it. Yeah, and it's. Not, I'm not saying that I didn't like this film. I, I actually really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and what I might find is, on <clears throat> repeated watchings, I might actually spot more foreshadowing in the first part. Yeah, and yeah. Be I, like, oh, I'm, I'm with this. Now. I do. I do think there are, there are a, a few more scenes where you see certain things with the birds, or you're looking around and you can spot things in the background, Maybe, like yeah. them gathering, or the birds just consistently seem to be in a lot of shots. I wouldn't put it past or a lot of things like that. But, um, but not as masterfully as he's done it before, to be honest. There's not as masterful a foreshadowing and little hint as I feel like you're in, say, Psycho. Yeah. Um, or even in Rear Window. Um, so, anyway, the first but attacks really good. That's when, um, obviously, she, she takes it upon the head and she gets the script. And it's really quite effective. It's so quick. Yeah. But it's it, it, it does give you a kind of, oh. Are we about to get more? She's not back at the harbour yet. Yeah. Is more going to happen? You're wondering. And Mitch has stood there waiting for her to come along. And then you mentioned... And then the next kind of major scene we get after... After she's kind of decided that she probably shouldn't travel back today. And she kind of decides... Melanie decides to stay. Yeah. Um, for, you know... Um, or was that the, before that? I don't know. Um, but... Then you mentioned about the chicken scene, which is then followed by a scene which actually was beyond my expectations of the horror level that they might have in this kind of film, because they go over to their neighbour to ask yeah. about why aren't the chickens eating. Um, and then when they go into the door, um, she can see like certain things like no one's talking, but the door's not like kind of properly locked and things like that. Yeah, there's certain things they can hear. You can hear kind of noises. Uh, the door's kind of skewed. There's a little bit of damage outside of the room a little bit, but it's Tiny mainly bit. in there. And then the door on the outside has slight kind of things that you can see that might be damaged, or you can see, like, there's, a, yeah. uh, there's like, a dust going through. This bit, this scene I thought was really effective. When yeah. she opens the door and you can see the smashed window, there's, like, a gull or a bird hanging down from yes. the window. There's a dead bird on the floor. And it's the fact that she spots all these things before she spots her neighbour in the corner. So you see all of this, the damage, the room looks a mess, it looks all ripped up, like pillows ripped up. Yeah. She's spotting all of these things and then suddenly, as she works, walks properly into the door, she sees that he's there. But the fact that his eyes are fully, he's on shot with his eyes pecked out, like, properly. That whole scene is horrid, man. Yeah. Like, Jen, because there's, a, just before that, we get at the kid's birthday party. I think we're talking. Oh about that. yeah! Oh yeah! We get the kid's birthday party where like it we it's like an attack and earlier yeah. we get the the sparrows swarming down the chimney down the chimney uh, yeah which comes back later which I like but that scene where I think Lydia the old the elderly woman goes to check on her neighbour and asks why they're not eating that scene was genuinely terrifying because yeah. like the whole house is just so quiet yeah that is that is. Hitchcock's masterfully like shot kind of yeah. every every hallway feels like it's longer than it is. Yeah. It feels like it takes a long time to get there, but not in a bad way, in a kind of like, what is going on here? And just the way that room, like I said, that slow kind of scan around the room really makes you go, what the fuck happened here? Like, where is he? And then you just see the leg. Yeah. And you see it build up. And because the closer you get to the top, the more there's like splatters of blood or yeah. things like that. And then finally, when you get onto that shot of the face, I can imagine at the time that that was fucking terrifying. Oh, man, yeah. When it, was ter see, it was pretty fucking boggy. You don't get to see that kind of scene, like, you don't actually see that scene that often where someone's eyes are like fully gouged out. So the fact that he's done that in a film, which in a, like at that point in time just makes you think like, oh, even that's beyond even, say, psycho. Yeah. Like level of horror. You didn't, oh, yeah. you didn't really see a lot in Psycho, you know what I mean? A lot yeah. of it was cut away and stuff like that. The fact you were just seeing it full on. But I do also think that these little scenes, all of the scenes you've mentioned, the, the, the cut on the head, the birthday party, them coming down, I think 
this is the good side of it is that it actually makes you start to believe you'll be like oh shit actually if i was in a house and birds came down my chimney shit i would be proper fucking freaked this that's this is when i start getting like fuck this film is going this is actually getting to me like when it was the you know when we watched the first kind of it is literally like 50 minutes an hour maybe of like daytime tv drama and i messaged you and i was like this is i like why what is this why why is this bitch following this guy yeah like it's a fucking weird setup yeah and then the first peck which doesn't i don't think if i don't think visually look like looked awful i was expecting like a plastic thing on string you know it kind of looked better than i expected it was um kind of like around this part the bit where they were all attacked on the playground was pretty freaky yeah and then this scene was like fucking hell and it was the it was not just seeing the dude without the eyes but it was the build-up it was so quiet like i kind of expected there the whole film's quite quiet i expected there to be apart from where the birds are like calling i expected there to be some kind of like soundtrack or something it's so quiet it's just her walking like around the corner and it was like it it, the way in which it was shot almost reminded me of like the early resident evil games you know Mm. where there's no sound you just hear the footsteps and you don't know what's around the next corner and you're like oh it's gonna be here and this is the point of the film where I was like, okay, shit, I'm actually hooked now. Yeah. I actually think, like, this is creepy as hell. Yeah, that, that, that that's... I mean, one is, is the mass... Like you said about the sound, is the fact that he plays into the sound of birds, which are a quite creepy sound anyway, to be fair. Yeah. A single sound. When you can just hear, like, a single bird, you're a bit like... Exactly. Yeah. Like you always think, but if you can hear like quite a lot, or if it sounds quite high pitched or sudden, yeah. it can be a creepy sound, especially say like a crow or oh, something yeah. like that can have a proper. So the fact that he plays into that noise and you just can faintly hear and you can actually hear the sound of the bird building a bit, and then you see like a dead bird and you're also still kind of like wait, but she's in there, but I thought I could hear the sound of a bird. So where's the where's yeah. the live bird? And um, it's just the fact that. You, I think it does start to build the idea in your head for anyone who's like, like you were kind of like, you know, anyone who's thinking that this isn't really a threat. It's kind I of think, B or it's got to be like B movie. Yeah. Silly level. If it had gone, if it had gone straight into, instead of her getting the peck on the head and then a little attack here or a little yeah. swarm here, if it had just gone straight into say this scene with the eyes gouged out, or if it had gone straight into a scene, if she'd been like properly attacked on the boat, by like loads yeah. and loads of, it would have straight away lost the effect. That's one thing that I think yeah. he realizes that you need to you need to slowly build and you need to slowly get bigger. If you start big, you've got nowhere to go. Yeah, you blow your load. For lack of a better term. <laughs> Hitchcock didn't want to blow his load too soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, it, it it's such effective and I remember and I I'd forgot about that shot and I'd forgot about that scene. Um, and, and there was a lot of this I felt the same way when I was watching it as you're saying I felt a bit like okay I'm kind of a bit like meh, leveling out a bit here with this opening kind of thing yeah. like, I'm not fully invested in the, char- in the in the character in some ways not that I don't like the characters I'm just not fully believing this it just doesn't yeah. feel that believable so that's what kind of lost me and it was from the pet I was like ooh and there's a little bit more and it's kind of like he teases you it almost feels a little bit like Alfred Hitchcock kind of wanted to kind of dull you out a bit so that the second stuff started happening you're like oh okay okay yeah, maybe. okay you know maybe. what I mean like, it's almost as if he wanted to level you out a bit like yeah. your expectations are about that you're about to get swarms of birds straight away and attack straight away and stuff like no I'm going to give you a rom-com for about four minutes <laughs> And I'm gonna, and uh, you're probably not gonna uh, love it, but I'm gonna make you be interested slightly, just enough that then when I peek it, you're like, oh shit, okay, so oh, yeah, that was. And then that if was you happening. feel like you drip again every time, he kind of keeps adding. And from here, we continue to get more and more of these build-ups. So one thing I wanted to talk about was obviously how you felt about the effects. Obviously, this is you mentioned about the the bird other thing, which is again one of those imposed images where they've imposed the image of a bird yeah. on top of the cell of the film so that it looks like a bird kind of sweeps in kind of thing not like a plastic one where they've just yeah. lobbed it at her head which Hitchcock 
according to his thing, he absolutely would have done that. I believe he did stuff like, he did actually do stuff like bro stuff, or he wanted the children to cry. So he had basically had something that would like make them feel like they're going to be yeah. attacked, or he made them feel like they're actually going to be hit or hurt by something. <laughs> well, apparently he tried it on with... Um... Tippy Hedron. Tippy Hedron. And she rejected him like multiple times. Yeah. And he, uh, she, she claims that in one of the scenes he actually used real birds. Yeah, I, I think the right time. There are quite, there are, I'm pretty sure there's more, there are definitely several scenes of certain birds. Yeah. Um, I believe it's the, I think the one she's on about that she mentions is the one later when she gets properly attacked. Which is pretty I cool. think she put her, her in a room and it was just literally, what, there are actually birds in here and the and they did something to freak the birds they out. covered her in seed. So, although there are some, that, <laughs> that's why seed. that scene was more, almost more effective because it's actually real. But, uh, it, like, in some ways, not all of it, there are still imposed birds in yeah. there as well. But the main, you know, the main effect. Um, but yeah, so so we start to get these. But the effects, there are some. Good. There are some when they're like, this is this is the difference between you get the scenes. Obviously, the ones that obviously are most effective are when you feel like there are actual real birds there or real shots that have been yeah. filmed. So obviously, the old time classic scene of the birds on the cli- on the climbing that was horrid, man. Is the the fact that every time she looks, there's more and there's more and there's more. It's yeah. so, like that is that is That's like the top problem. gain of suspenseful filmmaking. Yeah, and even though I've seen that scene before, having watched the whole film and now seeing it in context and seeing the build up to it, yeah, was like oh shit, man. Like because at first it's just it's all like a jungle gym, isn't it? And at first there's yeah. one, and then there's like. She looks away and there's two. I think she looks away a little bit and there's three. And then she looks and there's like 50 of them just stood there. Yeah. And you imagine, imagine like, you just, imagine like sat, you're just like sat somewhere and there's like one bird looking at you. You're like, oh, I can take that. This was also the scene, that's also the scene when I felt like I, because she's excellent in that scene. Oh yeah. The way great. that you see her slowly going from just like smoking a cigarette and just like slowly like, First, she seems fairly relaxed, and you see her kind of more and more starting to feel a bit more and more tense. Yeah. And you can really see it upon her. I don't know if at that point it was just Alfred Hitchcock was getting slowly closer. To her. <laughs> yeah, he was slowly <laughs> like creeping up behind. Every her. time she looked, there, there was that no, she wasn't even the birds weren't even there in that shot. It was just Alfred Hitchcock slowly, yeah, with his fingers already yeah. for a, a. No, I imagine like you know, like in a nature documentary when like the when like a lion's like slinking across the ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like the gazelle looks and it stops. It's like that, you know. Like, Alfred Hitchcock, it's like <laughs> just like one hand tugging, like working over to her. Well, it was him actually sat on the. Uh, he was it was just average Hitchcock sat on the uh, thing, slowly removing a piece of clothing <laughs> every each time. time she looks. Every yeah. time she looks, he removes more to he make it more at ease. Yeah, um, but no, like she's. But that's also the scene when I felt I finally really started to warm to her character because. It did feel like she became quite a different, more serious character, more oh, yeah, def- under pressure. Yeah, and I, we understand why she's under pressure. So I'm not saying yeah. she completely changes as a character. Well, I'm just saying that now she has to kind of embrace the situation a bit more. And this seems yeah. to be the first. This is the real scene when she's like, "There's something really wrong here." Like I know there's been a lot of fucked up shit going on, but this isn't really wrong, and I need to protect the children, and I need to. We need to do something now. Well, this is I think when it goes from being like. This is just like a random case of like, oh, like a bird attacking someone to like, oh, sparrows like came in down there. Maybe they got like fucking migrating wrong and they all accidentally came in. This is when it's like, actually, this is coordinating. Yeah. You know, and they and then she goes to Annie and is like, fucking get the kids in, lock lock the doors and stuff like that. But it's like doing it like really, you know. Like she doesn't know, and she's not letting on. Like she's just walking. She's like whispering it. She knows that if she runs and tells them, then the attack is on. Yeah, that's the. I think the beauty of it is like this is the moment it goes from random to coordinated. We know it's all coordinated, but the characters finally click. You know, he Alfred yeah. Hitchcock did that thing of like um, the bomb under the table. You know, where like yeah, yeah, the yeah. characters don't know it's there. We know it's there, which creates tension. Yeah. And now, like, the characters have clocked that the bomb's there, and it's like, oh, shit, now we're, mo- now we're kind of moving into, like, the third act, where everybody is, we know it's coordinated, now it's like, how's this going to affect everyone? Yeah. 
And it's such a classic. It is. It is. It is classic. And uh, but it is also followed by a a part a scene that I do think for people who've never seen this film before, I think you have to balance your expectations for what you're seeing with the effects. The scene where the children are running and they're all running and the birds are around yeah. them is probably the most obvious one with those birds being imposed around them. Yeah. There's not necessarily anything actually. There's definitely something happening because you do see their hair get pulled and stuff. You can't see what's doing it, but I'll their hair got so <laughs> it's just him moving around. Um, but all those parts, but yeah, literally like the birds have run. But it, it is one where I, I would I would say to anyone who, who's never seen, if you haven't seen the film, um, or if you're a bit like on the fence about whether to watch it, it's it's those effects that I think I was wondering what you were going to think about yeah. as your first time as a first time viewer because I was sat there going like well yeah but I remember that it looks like this I remember it looks superimposed and yeah and a lot of the birds and it, you can almost if you look you can pretty much see the film where you can almost see yeah. like a surrounding film where they've stuck the images of the birds over the digital not not digital opposite yeah. film cell that's kind of what they did they kind of just blew it up and added the image around it and then they put it into the street you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. to make it look like that or they added on moving images on moving images but um it definitely looks a bit like the children are like running on a i, I believe i think they're running on some kind of like conveyor belt or something like that kind of big I... kind of thing like they're not actually running down the street they're more that's more like in a set yeah, compared to when they were a minute ago out on the. An, an I don't think street. it actually looked that noticeable, to be honest. I think it's so. I think the the good thing is, and I almost feel like Hitchcock himself was aware of like how like we haven't. I mean, this is the one thing I think is admirable about this film is the fact that this is Alfred Hitchcock making basically what you'd think of as a big budget horror trying to make big effects yeah. when you haven't got the actual capability to do them. And that's why I think some of these are really honourable shots, that he's really trying hard to make these big moments, these big effects, even yeah. though he knows it, 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 even though he probably was aware that we can't completely make this look perfect. But, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it so hectic, yeah, so claustrophobic, that's that it. you're thinking about the children more than you're necessarily thinking about what is hitting them. That's it. And my thing is that my res my reservation of going into it, watching it, right, is I obviously know that Alfred Hitchcock's films that take place like Rear Window or Psycho, actors and suspense and weird things happening is so much easier to do. But if you look at like especially fifties and sixties creature features because this is, film is a creature feature yeah, yeah, basically yeah. is they are very campy they are very like the you could tell that the effects are superimposed and yeah. quite bad and there's people that are screaming yeah. near something yeah. and or... it's like uh what all they've done is they filmed a tarantula slowly walking yeah and they've superimposed it to be yeah the you know like attack of the 60 foot tarantula you know yeah. and it's very campy and it's like oh you know it's somebody like screaming and you yeah. can tell that it, that's not actually there whereas this film my concern was that even though i knew alfred hitchcock was like helming it, my concern was that it would come off like a campy b movie and yeah. it's weird that i kind of had that conception to be yeah. honest because when you watch it there's nothing campy about it no, it's all that. That's the thing. All of the actors are playing it. Actors totally are straight. playing it straight, and the and the effects are, like you said, even though the, you know, they are like superimposed over, yeah. or the stuff like that. Maybe because it isn't, you know, like a fucking giant tarantula that's breaking out. Of a I city. think it's the fact. I, yeah, I think it's the fact that it, it's within the realm of believability. That exactly. We're actually like, I guess. You know, you, this is one where you'd think actually it could it could happen. You've seen you've seen a shit ton of seagulls. You've seen how many could be above your head. You could literally yeah. see like a hundred above you, and you're just like, if they suddenly decided that we're the meal, yeah, I'm not sure I'd have much chance about a hundred. Yes, one, <laughs> one, <laughs> one and I am defeating it. I'm... But even a couple, and then suddenly it's like, oh, cr you know, it's like that scene in um, say Jurassic Park, yeah, uh, the second one with the little dinosaurs yeah. where you think oh he can beat them and then but they're they're really? smart and they're getting him yeah. and they're bit Vince by Ford. bit yeah and they kill Vince Ford 
No, it's not Vince Ford. Vince Ford survives. <laughs> I always thought it was Vince Ford who get killed. No, it's like a, it's a, it's it's the um, it's Peter Stormaine. Peter Stormaine. He plays an asshole because he's always tasing them and he finds it fun, and then they get their own back later by but, devouring him. But, like I was saying, man, pensioner killed by seagulls in 2002. Um, he well, he had a heart attack when he was attacked by them. <laughs> um, but and then this like. Horror as man kills seagull with bare hands outside Scarborough takeaway. I mean that sums up Scarborough. But, but at the same time, there were loads kind of, of there were loads of ones of um, you know, birds. The difference is that birds have birds do have the ability to understand that they will set far distances from things that they know that could eat them, kill them. They've got a very good awareness yeah. of what a cat. They know that we could stay If we want yeah. to, but <laughs> that's why they stay away from Rob. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the second that, like many an- animals, the second that they think that they've got the upper hand or that they that the person's in a struggle, they birds are known to you know it's like vultures in the desert yeah. or any any kind of bird. Seagulls have all been known to eat humans when they've basically been left in the state of we can't do shit because I'm basically injured or hurt. That's when they're like, and now it's time to eat. So it's not without the, without the realm of believability. But I also think the main thing is that breaks up a B movie from this kind of movie is character driven. Yeah. It's all about how the characters are acting. So even in that scene with the children, they're running and screaming and they're, but it's all mainly focused on them. Yeah. It's not focused on, oh, here's a cool shot of the bird swooping down. Here's a cool shot of the, you know, the birds are swooping down and they are attacking. But also it feels believable because it's not just like in like some of those creature features, you haven't swapped them away, but they're not swatting and nothing's happening to them. Yeah. Is, you can see their hair getting ruffled. You can see their clothes. You can see them getting knocked down. You can see blood yeah. and cuts that start to appear. So he's, the details are there, which would be lost in a B movie because they'd just be like, oh, just run and scream and yeah. shout and flap your hand about. Um, so, yeah. And what raises it are those kind of scenes. In my head, the other the other scene that I think, wow, that is like that is like a proper Hollywood shot. That's a that's an effect and a shot that I did not expect yeah. to see in this film. And it's horrific and also like quite action packed. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the scene when they're all in the bar trying to hide, and then the guy goes up to the bar yeah. to pull up. And I love that so much. I thought this fu- I thought this scene looked fucking amazing. <laughs> I thought it looked really good, but it up until the, that, up until that one point, which actually made me laugh. So, like they go into the they go to the diner where a couple of them have gathered, and they're kind of saying like, "Oh," because I think earlier in the film they're they're talking about it. Oh. Yeah. And then that woman with her kids is like, "You brought them here." It's you, you, it's you. The slap scene. Slap <laughs> scene. But there's this really funny bit where it's a fe- it's kind of like a very serious attack scene, and then. <laughs> They attack the guy who's pumping the petrol, and it starts to like flow like a stream down. Yeah, yeah. and then one guy just gets randomly sees all these birds attacking, gets out of his car, and just goes to light a cigar. And they like pause momentarily, and then I think Melody goes, "Hey, that man's lighting a cigar." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get yeah, I yeah. get the um, but I didn't expect I get the timeliness of the dialogue yeah, the and the things like that. Yeah. And I didn't expect there to be like a big explosion scene. But it's honest. the way it's shot, it's that which you don't see often in the in like I didn't haven't seen them often at that those bit that big wide shot where you see the whole oh, yeah. you and you see the proper practical effect of the fire go towards him lights yeah. him on fire light the car you see it explode and it goes out to like a big wide shot where you can literally see the whole street but you can see the birds both um both real and yeah. added yeah. Uh, all around where he has how the hell he managed to get like well, like we said earlier with the crow scene, how he the, how he managed to draw them all to one place. Yeah. You got just got made a shit ton of bird feed everywhere. <laughs> just but, one. Like just there. But how he managed to do that, whether he just glued them on real birds. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're all actually tied by strings. Yeah. But how he managed to get these like because you've got scenes where like seagulls are all along the line and stuff like that, which look like yeah. real birds that are actually there, then you've got the fake ones that are kind of above them floating around. Around. but just the whole shot just the, the explosion and there's the, and again like the way it sets off the fear in all of the people inside like holy shit like this caused it like the birds have caused enough yeah. 
chaotic and it wasn't even really fully their fault but they're the ones that knocked off the guy that then dropped yeah. the thing and it then leads to obviously them all freaking out and some of them trying to get away and some of them stay because it's just suddenly this oh my god exploded and everyone freaks out some people leave some melanie goes out to the another great shot is her inside the phone box yeah that's awesome when it just continues to bombard and bombard and but and you're literally how the fuck are they not getting they're through? breaking through and everything yeah, yeah and you just see him smashing a glass and it feels so claustrophobic because the shot is tightly on her in like one yeah. corner it's not like the whole phone but it is literally tightly and you've got a guy come up and he's like cut and getting sm- like covered in them and this is what really makes the start feel like full-on horror now yeah. because people are really dying and being attacked and you can see the effect of having, and even though it's just like a peck at a time, you can see how it starts to build up and certain people are just, you know, giving that, getting people's eyes out, yeah. things like that. Like there are little things you can see. If you look around, you can see where people have got certain cuts or bruises. I think you can see one guy where his eyes kind of like been added as yeah. like an effect of like popped out kind of thing. So it is like you are properly like starting to feel really claustrophobic, really like how do they get away from something that's everywhere? Yeah. And yeah, so I, I do think there are some spectacular effects in here, and I, I do I, I understand if some people feel that some of them are a bit outdated. Well, uh, but uh, it's outdated because it's well out of date. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it in time. And, and sixty years ago. But it was trying to achieve something which maybe they maybe yeah they didn't have the effects to fully achieve it. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that a CGI bird doing this would actually look any more effective to me because I feel like I'd actually start to feel. That's the thing. If I had more. You know what it's like now. They, people would feel the need to do more yeah, to make yeah, it bigger, to make it larger, and the effect would just be watered down because then it would start to be like I can't say a CGI bird would be like, well, yeah, I know that that wasn't real birds, but I also know that's not a real bird. Yeah, it doesn't really make any difference. It's about the filmmaking and the character, not about the about what's hitting them. But I, I, I think the effects look passable you know and like you said in some spots the effects look look good anytime it's fully practical i'm amazed at how he pulled some of the shots off yeah um and yeah after that we then get several bit like um you get um is it the teacher i think outside one like when they're running and she gets taken down out the front and they're just pecking and the little girl had been outside the house i basically watched her teacher get pecked to death i think her death's um off screen yeah, I, I they, think yeah, but they, they see like the body on the ground. Don't yeah, they? They but it's implied that the little girl basically had to yeah, watch as a teacher which is was. Rough. And 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 the little girl actually the acting was actually very good with her. She wasn't like annoying grating kind of thing. I didn't find. I no. found she actually was quite. Yeah. Like, I was like, actually, yeah, you've just watched your teacher be completely, and you're alone in the house. Yeah. Um, because I, I I remember getting confused like but because I thought that that was her grandmother at first I thought that was the Lydia character yeah um but I I don't realize oh wait no she's there yeah I was waiting for the Lydia character I expected her to die to be honest yeah. I was waiting for her because she was just so when they were stuck you know this is followed by the most like banding themselves up in the house and yeah getting stuck and you know her character to us was quite grating oh yeah and I was there and be. she was like freaking out and I know she yeah like I said she's it's not like she's not meant to be they do clearly say that she's meant to be an overbearing mother yeah um but I did keep expecting her to be the one that suddenly gets attacked or they rush her or grab her something or, yeah or she goes out, or she gets freaked out and goes outside for some reason or like those two cockatoos yeah, go, we're in on the we're, action we're, yeah we're in <laughs> they but, give her a cockatoo yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they did man um, no no, no, she... and I, I quite, I was, I quite like. It adds to the groundedness and the realism that we do get a, not what like a, you know, like a side character just dying off screen. Like yeah. That, when we, I expected to see Annie's death or her to survive, yeah. and when they just, when they were like, oh shit, we need to go check on Kathy and Annie yeah. to see if they're all right because the, the attacks come in lots. You know? to, and to even imply that basically that Annie never even actually, she's going to be protecting her and she never really even made it back into the house. Yeah. Is even more like, oh shit, like you were in a bad, like, you were in a bad way. But yeah. I think also with the, with Lid, the Lydia character at the same time, it's a case of, you know, Mitch is kind of, you know, in that kind of way. There is a little point where it kind of goes from like, yes, Melanie still plays a role, but Mitch kind of does get to take over as like the male kind of saviour yeah. towards the end a little bit because he's doing a lot of the action when Mel- Melanie's kind of out of action. Um, but it makes sense with the character because they're trying to imply that, you know, he'll do anything to protect the girls, yeah, the women in his life kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, so uh, that's... Those parts are all really. Fa- I also, I and I do like the fact they take some time. It's built, it's built, it's built, and it's kind of hard to get any bigger than the big explosion and the big whole yeah. village. 
and then they bring it back down, which I think is good. It's really well done. Yeah. You know, when, once we get to the the end where they kind of start boarding up the house, and then we they hear something. Melody goes upstairs, um, and she opens the room. And I think I had to rewind this bit because she like opens a room, and you go in there. There's a hole in there, and it just looks like a dark room. Yeah. And then you realise that it's dark because it's so full of ravens. And yeah. you're like, fucking hell. At first, I I thought I missed it because it's like, I thought, did they all like fly in and attack her? But instead, it's like, they're just like waiting in there. Yeah. And there's a split second where like they just activate and it's like... Yeah, that terrifying. and that scene's terrible. The idea of, like, and you are there, like, the scene, the idea of walking into a room and it just being full of birds and suddenly them just freaking out, you know? Yeah. It's like the same idea, like, it, it kind of plays in the same way if it was, like, say, bats or something like that, because people yeah. have that in, like, their attics and stuff in some places and stuff like that, and they're, like, how freaked out they were that bats suddenly start flying all over. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, I would be fucking terrified. Like, but then me. they start attacking her and you see... Yeah. And again, great effects in the way that every time you see something, like basically, you can't even clearly see them. And that's, yeah. what, that's what kind of works, is the fact that whatever they've used are the effects. And this isn't like more the imposed one. There is some of that. Yeah. But whatever's moving past her, they're just basically just using something black that quickly moves past her. Yeah. And every time, though, pop up a different scratch or scar is appearing. And yeah. a blood is appearing. And just her whole body's covered. And you're just like, holy shit, like, how's she going to get yeah, out I of this? I thought she was actually going to die there. Yeah. Like that, yeah. And, and again, it was interesting that her character, who we've, learned, we've followed through this, and it also raised the stakes again in the film because people kept getting attacked but you kind of feel like we're a bit of a like a, oh they're going to protect this and then they're going to try to escape or things like that yeah so the fact that her character suddenly gets the one that is i just think it raises it a little bit more than if it had been say lydia's character yeah because you would be like well i'm expecting her to die whereas yeah. this one you were like holy shit and then obviously after that melanie's in like kind of like completely just in shock yeah. Like just not speaking clearly, completely confused. Um, but I I like it when films it's like it reminds me of like Night of the Living Dead with yeah. Romero when you've got the big the big scene where they all properly start bombarding into the house, yeah. but then they manage to control it, and then it's kind of back to what now? Like yeah, because the whole like the idea is like we we've got this place right, and we can board it up and it'll be safe. Oh, they've actually they can actually get in, and now what? Like the the thing I love about the house in um, Night of the Living Dead is that, uh, especially in um, in the Tom Savini remake, there's a point where um, I can't remember the final girl's name in it at the top of my head, but she says like, if we leave now, oh, yeah, we yeah. we we have a good chance because they're so slow and there's. So, there's not many of them we can get around them, we can kill them. Yeah, yeah. But they stay in the house and they doom themselves because all that happens is they get more and more zombies and then they get in and the, the space that they have just gets smaller and smaller yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's claustrophobic. Like, yeah, we've defended this house, we boarded it up. <laughs> oh shit, they've already got into one room upstairs. So if they get through that room, they've got upstairs and our rooms just get smaller and smaller. So yeah. you know that the characters are kind of forced to leave they need to get melanie to the hospital they listen to the radio i think and before then they're like oh there's like more attacks you yeah. know and they say in san francisco even though it's implied that's where they're heading to because i think yeah in the shot at the end you can see the bridge just very very yeah. miles in the distance um but it's that and again but that's what made like say night of the living dead like whatever that version either version kind of thing because both ends on that kind of bittersweet kind of like or or doom based feeling and yeah. this one doesn't feel any different yes mitch manages to get them out and he protects all of them together but you've still got the shot where you like that ending big it. shot you've got the birds everywhere things like that it they say they've gotten head to their nearest city which is san francisco which is a city that is literally surrounded by yeah. water and yeah. you know and like you know i you know part of me kind of wanted to see a shot where you literally got to see like the bridge and literally is just covered in that would be birds awesome. and yeah, like, yeah like that was a shot which i for some reason thought i'd seen and i just think i made it up in my head it was yeah. probably from my remake script from that i made up script, in my head yeah much better remake script but um but the but yeah but it's that driving off and just being like there's a in the car it's almost like a we're we're safe now and then you, but as you do the shot well, yeah you've got a sunset but I think when you think about it, Hitchcock is still left, and he you still see the bird, you still hear the birds at the oh, end. Bleak end and I think it's literally like if if this is if this turns out to be a whole world thing because the radio implies that it's more it's not just here, 
it's in cities. Yeah. If this ends up being a whole, like, where, where are you going to go that isn't surrounded by boats? Yeah. Like, how do you go from there? And, you know, what's going to happen to that? And that bleak ending kind of, again, it, it's one of, it kind of raises that bar as there's no way out. And again, worse movies always would go, what they would have done was we would have got to that scene with the, um, you know, with the explosion and the village and stuff like that. And they would have had more... That's that's the point where they would have been like, oh, we've got people we coming in. Yeah. Or we've got more... We need help. Or we need to grab the guns. Or we need to... You know, yeah. that's when another film would try to then escalate it bigger. Yeah. But Hitchcock knows that that's not what you do. You do... And then you bring him back down and make it smaller again. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like... And he does it with most of his... What, like Psycho... You get the whole uh, the shower scene, and you get those kind of moments, or you get the bit when the the uh, investigator is like stabbed down the stairs. Yeah. But then it calms back down again when yeah. you've got the sister and stuff coming, and we seem to kind of it feels a little bit like it resets, and we're back into new people looking around, and yeah, he's, he's, until you get to that last shot at the end. It's 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 really thinking about your storytelling carefully, and not being afraid to give it some room to breathe, and and those are the best horror films. They always yeah. have been. The Halloween is all about that. And even more modern ones, like we've talked about X and stuff like yeah. that, gives you a good while to get to know the characters, give it some time to breathe before anything horrific really happens. Yeah. So those are the ones when I think in my head and go that the worst ones are the ones when they t- try too quickly to get straight into the horror. Yeah. Even feeling like they have to straight away give you horror right at the beginning sometimes makes it feel a bit like oh the problem is you built it and now we're now we're waiting and now you're trying to build character but the problem is you've already given us something which you think is a good tease but sometimes i think that that is also not sometimes i want it to build towards it and i i want to not know where i'm going like the barbarian had a good like that as well you know that build and they knew how to they're using that same model and that's what spielberg used with this model for jaws well i think it's the it's the classic of like if you have a big reveal, you know, once you've revealed it, you that everybody knows, and that and you gotta one up it like Bar- Barbarian. I'm, I'm not gonna ruin it because it was a relatively, it's relatively come out new it was only last year, wasn't it? Yeah, so. last year, and you're best going into it without right. knowing yeah. what happens. But once you get to the halfway point and it's very clear what's going on and what's gonna happen then the film takes a very different approach. Yeah. And if that had been revealed earlier, the film it probably wouldn't have been halfway as good because it, it, it masterfully is yeah. so good at revealing it. The same, you know, it's, it's like... It's that reset. It's the, yeah. it's the idea. And I think better filmmakers realise that you're okay to calm back down or even go back yeah not have to you don't have to always build they say that like some people take the blockbuster model to think yes yeah we have a hollywood blockbuster quite often you're expecting it to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger but that's also why a lot of blockbusters fail as well because they just are too set on making it bigger and bigger and bigger that by the time you get to the final big set piece you're like well we've already had so much of this why do I give a fuck anymore? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Transformers movies, basically. We're yeah. just like, how can we make it bigger, bigger, bigger? Now they're... Okay, great. So now more robots are fighting. You've... Yeah. We've just watched two hours of robots fighting. What? How is this that different? Apart from they need to get some random spark of something or whatever the fuck yeah. we're on about now. Who now cares? We, one could turn into a gorilla. And it is. Uh, the, the, that's the problem. The, the ones that are better, even in those kind of situations, are the ones that think, right, no. We. What goes back to what makes the character or what goes back to what actually made the point of this film, not necessarily what makes yeah. the biggest net effect. And that's it. Like My problem with films like that, Marvel films, I'm coming for you, and Transformers <laughs> especially, because I saw the trailer for the recent Transformers, and they were like, this is the biggest threat the Transformers have ever faced. And it's like, yeah. thought, I'm sure you said that in the last one, and then the one before that. And then the one before that, it's always like, this is the biggest threat you're ever going to face, man. And yeah. that's my, and just to shit on the MCU some more, is, should have ended after Infinity War and Endgame because they're like <laughs> the biggest threat fans. And they've built to it for 10 years. And now yeah. they're like, now the biggest threat is really here. Yeah, and, and then they're going to kill whoever it is. And then they're like, it's the, the it's the hard balance. It's hard to it's hard to build, you know. Yeah. And it's hard. And that's the the true genius, I think, of Hitchcock is the storytelling is just so good, you yeah. know. And whilst I whilst I do have some problems with the first half, 
because I think it goes on too long and I think there could be some more foreboding in there. And I think there's some tone problems. And there's well. some tone problems. I think it's it's it is masterfully done and without that part it would feel you know, it would it would feel too odd and sudden. sudden. Yeah. Whereas like the ending is so bleak and it's just like they drive off and all you see is a shot of the house, them driving up the road, and everywhere is birds, you know? And all you're thinking is, like, what happens now, you know? It's kind of like, I like, similar to uh, the end of uh, Dawn of the Dead, you know? Or Day of the Dead. They just drive off in a helicopter. It's not like, oh, we've got a cure and the world's saved and all of this. It's just like... These people have survived as long as the as the camera's rolling. Yeah. Once it's off, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And it leaves you on that suspense. Yeah. Which I think is good. Have you got any? Is there anything else you add in or any, no, any comments um, or anything you've got? Or no. Um, oh, I have got from the social media lounge. Okay. Um, so as always, we discuss the films that we're talking about. Um, I put up on Instagram, on a TikTok, on on Twitter. I don't know why, but the third time we keep time. mentioning TikTok, and we we're do, not but we don't do it. I just use it for watching stuff. Um, and Lindsay from uh, Ghoul Friends podcast said, um, "I love Melanie so much, and the state she ends up in at the end is absolutely heartbreaking. Love a bleak ending, and this is especially bleak. And I've got to agree. Um, I'm a massive fan of how the film ends." I will say, uh, before we move on to must-see horror, um, I will say that I was really pleased that this film came up because if if I hadn't have been made to watch this film for the podcast, I think my preconceived notions of what the film would be put me off it. I don't I think I'd have watched it. I, I, think that, I think that's quite true, though, for a lot of people with a lot of older horrors. Yeah. I think there is this preconceived idea that you know, even people, they hear that Hitchcock is classic, but you still go, and I've got, every time I've probably got into a Hitchcock film, for some reason, I've had a bit of a bias of like, oh, I don't think it's going to live up to it, I don't think it's going to yeah. be that strong, or I, I just don't think I'm going to get along with it, but every one that I've watched of all kinds of his films, I, every time I've been like that, and I've been out of a lot of other directors, other previous time where I've been like like I watched Casablanca and thought I was like I'm not going to enjoy this but it's on my other list yeah. that I've got of hundreds of films that I was watching so I was like, and I thought it was great and really interesting and really character driven so no I, I do think that some of us just need to jump on in yeah. and just give these films a go because there's a reason that they're classics and to go into must horror I feel like I mean, this is this is masterful filmmaking. Whether it was Psycho or this, yes, there are some blips, and it's a little bit later in his career after. So not maybe his greatest film, but I think when you actually get to the part that you're going there, the birds, when it actually builds to that, for me personally, I think that everyone should see this film just to see. If you love Jaws, and I feel like you should see the film that basically inspired the yeah. way to make Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think? I kind of agree. I think I check it and I say, like, you know, you're in. You're into the must-see horror club. Um, I am, I'm still just watching it the first time. I still think that the, the first half is a bit rom-com, a bit daytime, you know, yeah. TV for me. Um, second uh, second viewing, I might, I might notice more foreboding or stuff like that. Um, but I think the storytelling is incredible. I think the pacing is really good, especially, you know, as it does kind of need a bit of that start to warm you up to it. Um, I think the effects are a lot better than I expected them to be. I think it's a lot creepier than I expected Absolutely. to be. Suspense is a lot more suspenseful. Um, so yeah, he is. The birds is in the uh, is in the musty horror club. It's um uh, like you were saying. I do think that once we have that first, I think the second half or the most of the second and third act are so strong in yeah. this film. I think it recovers from that 
stumbling first act, I yeah. think, for me. Mm-hmm. And some people might say, you're missing the point of the first act. Come at us. Come at us. We might be. Um, <laughs> well, come and let us know what your thoughts are on the birds, and if it's musty horror. Um, you can find us on TikTok, which we don't really use, uh, Instagram, <laughs> which we do use, and Twitter, which we do use, at CMTH Podcast. Um, as always, if you've enjoyed the show, make sure you hit the subscribe button, and please leave us a lovely review. Uh, we will see you next week. Take care, goodbye, and good night. <laughs>